Mother's Day is such a great opportunity to remember and appreciate all the wonderful things that mothers do for us. Now, a lot of our moms, they cook and they clean and they provide wisdom and care. But, you know, I think one of the lesser appreciated talents that mothers have is the incredible ability to find things that are missing. Now, I am a mother myself and I remember a few weeks ago, my son, who is in year two this year, uh, was looking for his sports jumper, which um, was actually the first time that he'd be wearing his jumper this year, given that it had been summer and he hadn't needed it. Um, And so he and my husband were frantically turning the house upside down, looking for the jumper as they were getting ready to go to school. And I myself had to get ready for the day and I was in the bathroom putting on my makeup and I knew that I had seen that jumper somewhere in the house earlier on. And so I yelled out to them and I said, look, guys, I know that the jumper is there. Just open up your eyes and look. Um, And I could hear them rummaging through drawers and turning cupboards inside out and they just could not find the jumper. And so stepped out of the bathroom, walked right into the laundry and indeed the jumper was hanging there as it had been the entire time. And I remember as a child, my brother and I put my own mother through this, um, you know, always missing um, our socks and, and our books and all the different things that we would need for school and church and so forth. And it was only our mother who would be able to find all these missing items. So I really believe that the secret power of a mother is that we know what and where and how everything should be. And so sometimes I think just like how children might need a mum intervention on finding things in our homes, Perhaps in life at times, sometimes we may need a God intervention on finding or discovering the right things in our life. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I think that if we're going to navigate the ups and downs and challenges that life throws our way, we're going to need to find or discover a God-sized solution to the problems that we face. And Um, Obviously, you know, in the last three or four years, our world has gone through a lot of ups and downs and we've had to navigate a lot of unprecedented challenges. And so I think, you know, in the in in the days to come, we're going to need to find God sized solutions to issues and challenges and problems that will be coming our way. And so this morning on this year's Mother's Day, I just want to share a few thoughts on this idea of the discovery. And I want to examine a passage in the Bible of a mother who had lost everything and had to turn to God to find a solution. And through the process, she received what she needed. She found an answer to what she had lost. But more importantly, she discovered Uh, more than a physical solution, she discovered a deeper understanding of God. She discovered a deeper revelation of the mighty power of God. And this morning, I wonder if that's something that we all need. I mean, some of us, we may be missing something. We may be missing peace or hope or joy or love or security but some of us um, may think that, you know, we're, we're not missing anything, like life is pretty good right now. Well, to those people, I want to say that the greatest thing is that our God 
always has something more for us to discover. The beauty of God's message is that we can never outfind him. He always has something new for us to find out about him. He always has something new to reveal to us. And so this morning, I want to encourage us to start seeking as we examine this passage. And I'm going to look at the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. And if you have a Bible in front of you, then turn with me to it. But I'll, I'll read it out. It's only seven verses. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it starts off by saying, One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Well, what can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So this widow, she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. And soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. But there aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. And when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Wow, what an incredible story that is. Now, I wanted to give a little bit of context to this particular story, though, because in those days, you know, a woman was completely dependent on the men in her family. Women back then, they, they weren't able to hold a job or, or to bring an income on their own. And so when a woman lost her husband, you know, either through death or separation, she was, in essence, completely helpless. Now for this woman in the Bible, at least she had two grown sons who were able to help with taking care of her. Presumably they would have um, been able to have jobs to help bring in income and to um, help with the living expenses and so forth. But we find that in this particular story, we see that she was on the verge of losing even her sons because they were about to be taken away by creditors and enslaved. So here was a woman, a widow, helpless, in poverty, who was about to essentially lose everything in her life, her family, her money, her security, her future. She was indeed a mother who needed an intervention from God. And we knew that she had reached the end of her ability to look for what she needed. And so it is at this stage that we see that she comes to the prophet Elisha and she cries out for help. And this morning, I want to Look at the three things that she discovered through this process. As she came to the end of herself and as she cried out, to help, out for help and as she approached the prophet Elisha, prophet Elisha helped her through this, this season. And through this, she discovered three things. The first thing she discovered was possibility through God's wisdom. 
You know, I think it's easy to come to God with a problem. For example, you can come to God and you can say, I've lost my job, I've, I've lost my relationship, I've, I've lost my money, or even on a day-to-day basis, uh, I've lost my car keys, which you know seems to happen to me more often than not. But sometimes I think it's not so easy to accept the answer that God gives us. And that's because his ways are always higher than our ways. We, we just simply do not know what we don't know. Now, earlier I spoke about my oldest son who had lost his sports jacket. I have a second son, a younger one, and he's at that age where he's starting to discover the wonders of life. And, and a few months ago, um, he, was, he was in daycare. And as you know, in daycare, they, they feed you breakfast, lunch, um, afternoon tea, which is absolutely fantastic. And he came back from, from daycare. And as usual, I, I would ask him, you know, I asked him what, what he had um, for his meals for the day. And, and so he said, you know, the usual, he had some crackers and Um, fruit and some sandwiches for lunch and and then he said all of a sudden you know mommy today I had something new and different and I was like oh okay so so what was it and he said it was so delicious it was brown and um, it was soft and um, I think it was a sort of dip because I dipped crackers and vegetable sticks into it and so I was thinking about that and I was like oh okay well that that sounds really nice and and you don't know what it's called and he said no I I don't know what it's called but I know that it was so delicious and I loved it so much and then I said hey do you reckon that maybe you had hummus And he looked at me and he turned to me and his eyes just became huge. And he said, mommy, that's exactly what I had. I had hummus. But how did you know what I had? And so I had to laugh at that moment because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a terrible mother for never having fed my son hummus before, but that's beside the point. Um, what I was laughing at was that his mind was blown that I knew what a simple thing like hummus was and that I had managed to guess it just based on his um, very basic description of his afternoon tea. You know, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9, it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Just like how a child can be astounded by what adults know because they're in the process of discovering life for themselves. So often I think that our God wants to unveil something magnificent to us that we simply could not initially fathom out of our own human minds. You know, when we lose something, God always has the ability to give it back to us. He's definitely able to if we've lost a job, he can provide another one. He can orchestrate that situation. If we've lost a relationship, he can mend it or he can bring us a new relationship. But more often than not, he doesn't want to just give us back what we've lost. He wants us to discover something more. He wants us to know his wisdom. He wants us to uncover the riches of his knowledge. He wants us to go deeper in understanding his ways, his character, his heart. And when the widow came to Elisha for help, I'm not sure what went through her mind. I'm not sure what she expected him to do. 
I mean, maybe she, she thought he could give her money or perhaps speak to the creditors so that her sons would be saved. Um, maybe he could find some sort of work so that she could help to bring in some income. I mean, that would be the logical human way of thinking of a solution to her problem. But instead, what she got back in return was a simple question. What do you have? And at first she said nothing. And then, of course, after all, um, after that, she said, well, I've got a little oil. But, you know, nothing, nothing was what she first came up with. And nothing is actually a great place to start in the discovery of God's wisdom. The beauty of discovering God's wisdom is that it activates possibility. And discovering the wisdom of God moves us beyond just receiving a physical solution. It makes us a witness to God's creative process. Nothing is a great place to start when we want to discover more of God's wisdom. There is a passage in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 27 which is spoken in poetic form speaking from the voice of wisdom which says I was there when he set the heavens in place when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. In other words, this passage tells us that wisdom was there at the beginning of creation, and wisdom is the key to seeing something materialize from nothing. And for this widow, it was the discovery of God's wisdom that transformed her nothingness to a solution. And so this brings us to the next thing that she discovered. The first thing she discovered was discovering possibility through God's wisdom. The second thing she discovered was participation through God's heart. The main highlight of this miracle was that God invited her to partner with him. The beauty of God's process is that he always invites us into the preparation of the miracle as a partner. You know, again, the wisdom and the power of our God dictates that he's able to do anything at any time, but he always invites participation. His heart is always for relationship. Now, my two sons, they're at the age now when they still want to help out around the house and they still want to do things with me and my husband. And so often I invite them into the process, not because it makes things easier for me, because it definitely doesn't. Any parent out there knows that, you know, once you invite your kids into cleaning things up and cooking dinner and, you know, tidying things, it sometimes creates more mess and more complexity than, than, than it does, um, you know, reach the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. But I invite them into the process of doing things because I want them to discover something. I want them to discover my heart, my heart of desiring to spend time with them, my heart for them to discover skills and abilities that they will need as they grow up. I want them to discover the opportunity to do something in partnership with me that perhaps they never thought was possible. And it's actually harder for me to take a step back and not intervene because I know my kids need that experience of discovering the process for themselves through participation. You know, likewise, God is our Heavenly Father. He doesn't just wave an almighty hand. He doesn't just wave an almighty hand to make everything fall into place. He wants 
community with us. He wants relationship with us. And most importantly, he wants to equip us and prepare us for a bigger purpose than what we can see in our immediate future. Now, it wasn't necessarily an easy thing, I think, for this widow to go to her neighbors to ask for jugs. I'm not even sure what their response was. I mean, if you think about her having to go to them and say, I, I need empty jugs, and, and their question would have been, for what? And truthfully, she probably wouldn't have had an answer because she didn't know what was, she, what was going to happen around the corner. She, all she knew was that the, the prophet of God had asked her to collect empty jugs, and so she was collecting empty jugs. And so it probably would have been difficult for her to put down her pride and go to her neighbors and ask for more and more empty jugs. She didn't know what was going to happen once she had collected all of these things. And did she have to, you know, lay down her insecurities? Did she have to break through her fear? But it was part of the ultimate process that God was teaching her his fatherly heart to include her in the miracle, to teach her faith, to facilitate an opportunity to discover his heart of partnership and provision. You know, the discovery of God's heart is often a slow unveiling. And in our lives, slow growth does not have to mean no growth. Just because we are not seeing an instant solution to what we have lost or what we need doesn't mean that God is not working in the background. He is so much more interested in our character and its development and our personal discovery of who he is than in just giving us the physical solution. And of course, given it's Mother's Day, It's also important to mention that she was asked to include her sons. And there is a saying that says, God doesn't have grandchildren. He only has children. But despite that, he does charge us to teach our children about him and to remind them of his miracles and provision. He does ask us to make sure that we're including our children and the generations that go after us in the process of discovering God's heart. And so, so far we've, we've seen that this widow, she's discovered possibility through God's wisdom. She's discovered participation through God's heart. And third of all, the last point that I wanted to cover this morning is that this widow discovered provision through God's power. As she discovered God's wisdom and his heart, it ultimately led to the full discovery of his provision and power. The process leads to provision and abundance because she had enough to pay her debts and live on the leftover. You know what? God is not a God of just enough. He wants us to live in the fullness of his blessing. There is this story of a little girl who went with her mother to this country store where after the mother had made her few purchases, the the country um, store owner invited the child to help herself to a handful of candy. And so he gave her a jar and said, just dip your hand in and just take as many sweets as you, lollies as you want. And the child was a bit shy and and kind of shook her head. And and the mother was like, oh, you know, are you you sure you love lollies? Like what's wrong? And and so the, the store owner thinking that she was just feeling a little bit shy and and fearful he reached into the jar and took a handful for her and then dropped it into her bag 
And so as they left the store, the mother turned to her child and said, hey, what, what happened? You know, um, you love lollies. Why were you so shy in the store? The girl looked up at her mother and she just smiled and said, because I knew that his hand would be bigger than mine. I love that story. Our God's hand is bigger. Our God's hand is so much bigger. And he invites us to experience the fullness of his power through the discovery of his provision. How often do we just reach into life and take small handfuls of blessings because we haven't gone deeper into this discovery process? We can discover the beauty of exchanging our little handfuls for his big handful. And we see this evidenced in the Gospels throughout the Bible, especially in the New Testament when Jesus walked on this earth. We see there are so many miracles that he performed and God's power and provision was always the hallmark of the story. There's the very first miracle that Jesus um, did, which was the turning of water into wine. And it wasn't just water into average $5 a bottle wine. It was good quality wine. It says in the Bible that when the guests took a sip of that wine that Jesus had converted, they turned to the host of the party and said, oh my gosh, you have kept the best wine until now. So we can see that there is a hallmark of Jesus's miracles, that he doesn't just perform mediocre miracles. He doesn't give just enough. He is a God of abundance and provision and more than enough. And we see even later on in the Gospels, he transformed five loaves of bread and two fish into lunch for 5,000 people. And with it came 12 baskets of leftovers. And of course, there's another story of Jesus meeting a woman at the well. And this whole and this whole principle is summed up in John chapter 4, verse 13, when Jesus said, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. And indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And I love that the summary of this story, the climax of this story, the outcome of this challenge that the widow found herself in, was that God's hand was bigger and more than enough for what she needed. Now, as I said earlier, some of us are missing something this morning. We're looking for peace, hope, joy, love, security. And the message of discovering possibility through God's wisdom or participation through God's heart or provision through God's power It's needed more than ever. But some of us may be sitting here going, you know, I don't think we're missing something. We may not even know that anything is wrong. And we may think we've found everything there is to find in this life. But like I said, there is always something more for us to discover with our God. God is wanting to reveal more of his wisdom and his heart and his provision and power to each of us. We want to grow from strength to strength, from glory to glory. We don't want to stay stagnant on this journey of discovering more of God. So here's the truth for you to take away this morning. 
there will always be more to discover of our God. And his invitation is simply for us to come to him and to present him with what we have. What we have, as we saw earlier, may be nothing. All we have may be very little, but nothing is the start of possibility. Nothing is the start of God's creative process. And even if we have a small handful of something to give him, a small handful of our heart, a small handful of our faith, a small handful of our trust, we know that we can always exchange that for the bigger handfuls that he has of blessing and provision and the discovery of his abundant heart for us. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, God, for every single person who has heard this message this morning. I want to thank you, for God, for the words that have gone out. I want to thank you for your promises in your word that say, Lord, that there's always something more to discover from you. And Lord, this morning, we want to believe, God, that as we give you the little handfuls of our trust and our faith, or even the handfuls of nothingness that we feel that we, we, we are bringing to you, I pray, God, that you will exchange it for possibility, in the discovery of your wisdom, that you'll bring us on a journey of participation through the discovery of your heart, and that ultimately, God, you will show your abundance through your provision and your power. Heavenly Father, I want to pray a special blessing upon all mothers this morning. I pray, God, for a special divine anointing of wisdom and of strength, and more importantly, God, that they will have this fresh revelation of your heart for them. We thank you, God, for the words that have gone out. We thank you, God, for your message, Lord. And I thank you, God, that the discovery of who you are is going to bring the best to come for each of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.